Mile High Magazine. Must be Sunday morning. It must be you and me, Murphy Houston. Glad to see you. Glad to have some good people to be talking to today. And today is no exception. I have Paul Scudo, the Executive Director of Step Denver, and Megan Shea, Director of Development and Marketing for Step Denver. Paul, welcome to Mile High Magazine. Murphy, thank you so very much. And good morning to you and your listeners. And Megan, good morning to you, too. Good morning. Glad to be here. Thanks for having us. Uh, we're glad to have you, too, because it's always good to talk about a topic that I don't know much about Step Denver. So, Paul, why don't you talk about how and when it was founded? Well, Murphy, Step Denver was formed as Step 13 in 1983 in lower downtown when a gentleman named Ray Hayworth saw the number of homeless people suffering from the disease of addiction that were living on the street and made it his mission to help these men, bringing them in off the street and starting to help them rebuild their lives. Step Denver evolved over, or excuse me, Step 13 at that time evolved, and we moved into a larger building right across the street in November of 1988, and we have been here since at 2029 Larimer Street in lower downtown. Uh, In Uh, I'm going to say February of 2015, Step 13 added a more robust recovery program that was still based on its core principles of sobriety, work, accountability, and community. And then in March of 2017, Step 13 changed its name to Step Denver to be more inclusive of the community And more importantly, because we believe we have a model that works and want to begin replicating this in other cities, we want to have the community's name in the branding so that the community has engagement and buy-in, right? Step Dallas, step Albuquerque, step Seattle, whatever that might be. And you guys all kind of work together as far as what's going on, exchanging information and stuff you've discovered? Is that a whole, like, team effort with all these other markets? Well, we haven't moved into these markets yet. We have strategic planning that has begun to discuss exactly that. So at some point in the future, the answer to that question, Murphy, would be yes. We would work together to ensure that the STEP program nationwide is consistent and effective. But, and, Paul, with all, all the years you guys have been working together here and now have become a Step Denver, what are the, some of the changes you've seen, or is it basically the same? You know, we have seen an increase in the disease of addiction, and we've seen an increase in the number of homeless people as a result of that. Uh, in the past, folks were looked at as street people or just those under-the-bridge alcoholics and drug addicts, and now we have a much better understanding of the disease of addiction and the consequences that come as a result of that. Because of that, the mission of Step Denver is to give those men with nowhere else to turn the opportunity to overcome the consequences of addiction through a program based on sobriety, work, accountability, and community. The disease of addiction is a chronic illness. It is not a choice. It is not a willpower issue, ethical issue, moral issue. You know, we as as people in recovery from the disease of addiction 
or those that are still in active addiction are not weak people. We're not bad people. We're people with a mental health illness. And we give gentlemen the opportunity to rebuild their lives from these consequences, things like loss of family, loss of job, loss of financial resources, oftentimes a criminal background history, and ultimately homelessness, the opportunity to rebuild their lives. Really some good points you made there, Paul. A lot of people don't realize how deep this is and that it is a a mental health problem. Good point there. And why is this cause so important, Megan? Let's get you in here now, Director of Development and Marketing for STEP Denver. Well, certainly I think we all see that the crisis uh, that's going on in our community, likely all across this country. I think, to be honest, every city is facing this issue of homelessness and Often we hear from citizens who are at a bit of a loss. You know, what is the solution? What can be done? And so while we know that we are not the only solution, there are many pathways to recovery. There are people, you know, who find themselves um, living on the streets of Denver for a variety of reasons. We do know that the majority of those who are living on the streets are struggling with addiction. That is the root cause. That's for most why they're there. Um, And so for us to be able to take this model that we know is proven over decades and be able to have an impact on um, an issue that is has become more and more pressing in Denver and surrounding communities, um, we feel that that this model could be implemented, as Paul said, in other communities as well to address this issue. But the thing for me that stands out is, you know, when you see this going on in our streets and you feel hopeless or helpless, to be able to put your efforts and support behind helping people who are ready and willing to help themselves is the best investment that you can make. And that's what we're doing here at STEP. You know, the men who come to our program are highly motivated. They are ready to put in the work. And so investing in them to us makes the most sense and to our donors who support us. They really find that uh, when they're feeling helpless, they can reach out support our men and they know that they're helping people who are ready and willing to accept that help and put in the work to rebuild their lives. Good point there. Like that. And Murphy, Murphy, if I could piggyback onto that, sure. you know, everything Megan said is, is extremely correct. And on top of that, right. The individuals that we see that are suffering uh, these consequences, this also affects more than them. It affects their families It affects employers. It affects community members. It affects friends. It affects the the, the ripple effect of one individual's, uh, you know, circumstances um, is much more than just what we might see in that individual on the street. And that's the other reason we think this cause is so important. What is the value of helping one person or many people in our cases? It's the ripple effect. Right, that it's going to have on families, right. employers, and the community itself. Well said Absolutely. for sure. Thank yeah, you. yeah, I like that. But what makes your approach different? I mean, uh, there are probably other organizations in Denver doing kind of the same thing, but you, your operation seems to be very successful. What's what's the difference? And, and you said it correctly, Murphy. There are a lot of organizations in our community that are doing good work. What makes us unique are a few different things. First of all, we are not a clinical treatment facility. Most of our men come to us having had some sort of clinical episode, and what we're doing is giving them 
a long-term residential, safe, sober living environment where we can begin to implement core principles into helping these men rebuild their lives. So one of those principles is accountability. We ensure that our men are taking personal responsibility for their choices, actions, and behaviors. We're ensuring that men are taking personal responsibility for being a part of their recovery, not just taking services, but having an active role and in being involved in what that looks like, setting goals, reaching milestones, that sort of thing. Next, there is an off-ramp. We do not believe in the long-term enablement of an individual. We want to help rebuild this person from a recovery foundation standpoint, but also from a life skills standpoint. We're helping to rebuild family relationships, uh, teach them financial responsibility, budgeting, uh, building savings, those sort of things. We're trying to develop them in the areas of good physical and mental health, nutrition, exercise, you know, physical fitness, things of that nature, and helping them to find healthy social and recreational activities. One of the key differences is that we require all of our men to have a full-time tax-paying job. There is no part-time work, cash jobs, temp works, uh, work for mommy and daddy. Please go out, get a full-time job. We'll help you learn how to budget your money and create savings. It's about this idea of self-sufficiency, right? Taking responsibility for myself and not being dependent on other individuals, right? So there is this idea that we're helping a man rebuild his own life with the idea of being personally responsible and being self-sufficient. Now, the, the key part of that that makes our program different is we take zero government funding. Huh. We take no grants, no city money, state money, or federal money. All of our funding comes from private donors like your listeners that are contributing to the solution or private foundation grants. And thus, we also will not allow our men to be on any third party or government financial assistance, social security, disability, EBT or food stamps, anything that can be converted into to a financial benefit. We will allow them to be on Medicaid. Actually, we encourage them to be on Medicaid because we will not deny anyone any type of medical, uh, you know, support or uh, health. Um, the final thing, Murphy, is that, you know, it, it's, it's about having an individual be responsible for themselves, right? That is the, the most important differentiator for us in our program. Good job, Paul. I'd love to, to add on to Go that. Ahead. Go Sorry, ahead, Murphy. Megan. I just want to add on something that I find to be so incredibly special and unique about STEP, which is that we are a peer recovery community. So 17 of our 21 employees are actually alumni of our program who have come back to work for us. They're certified peer and recovery, uh, peer and family support specialists. They provide the one-on-one coaching. They're teaching the life skills uh, classes and small groups on various 
um, topics that help a man rebuild every facet of their lives. Um, but every day that our men are in this program or men coming into the program, making that courageous step um, to ultimately save themselves, they are surrounded by proof of what's possible um, in our staff. And so I think that really also sets us apart. Oh, absolutely. It's kind of that been there, done that theory, and I can help you get out. That's I like that. It's exactly. great. So, Megan, while I got you here, anyhow, how can listeners get involved with STEP? Because Paul was mentioning, you know, you don't take money from a lot of people. How, how do you survive? How can people, do you need That's volunteers? Right. Well, that kind of stuff. Well, we survive because of the generosity of um, everyday individuals in our community who see the problem, want to be a part of the solution, and are um, willing to, to give and support our men through their recovery process. So we have uh, individuals who, who give what they can, right? Just Give what you can. That looks different for different people. Um, but I will say, you know, one unique thing about STEP is that every dollar goes pretty far. So people who um, give what they can can feel confident that they're actually having a significant impact, no matter the amount of their gift. Um, and all of the funding goes directly to the men, to improving their lives, to, again, as Paul mentioned, you know, impacting their families, their children, and our community at large. Actually, for every man that we help, um, the economic impact is $75,000, direct local economic impact for every man helped. So there's a significant return on investment um, for our donors that we take very seriously. Uh, And so so making a donation on our website, stepdenver.org, there's a Donate Now button that people can can give right through our website. If there are corporations, uh, we have corporate partnership opportunities, local businesses who partner with us to support our men in a variety of ways, including um, funding our program. So there's just a number of ways, but ultimately giving and supporting the program financially, that's the best way to help. We actually do not have volunteer opportunities because our program is centered on rebuilding self-sufficiency among our residents. They're doing all of the daily tasks that uh, that you would in any household and, and looking after themselves and each other in their peer recovery community. So we do not have opportunities for people to come and serve our men in a traditional volunteer okay. capacity. Right. However, we do have an opportunity for people to to participate in our annual step giving event. So people okay. are welcome to contact me about that if they're right. interested. And if you need some help, people Murphy, hearing right now, one, one other Paul, thing on, uh, Paul, listen, I'm sorry, I'm, go ahead. No, I'm running out of time here. The information is so good. I really want to know if people are listening and they need the help you're talking about these men, where do they go? How do they reach out to you? Is it on the website? They can go to the website. If they have access, stepdenver.org. If they do not have access, they can come to the facility Monday through Thursday between 7.30 and noon. That's 2029 Larimer Street in downtown Denver. Or they can call us at 303-295-7837. That's perfect. Paul Scudo, Executive Director, Megan Shea, Director of Development and Marketing for Step Denver. I'm sorry the time went by so fast, but we're uh, kind of over here. But all the information is valuable. I'm glad we wrapped up with how people can reach out. And thanks so much for coming on Mile High Magazine today. Thank Murphy, you thanks so much, so much for yeah. having us. And thank you to your listeners for their support. Well, keep doing what you're doing. It's a great thing. It's God-given gift, and we appreciate that. And thank you guys for listening. It is Mile High Magazine. I'm Murphy Houston. Hang on now. We'll be back with more.